With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. New way to play fantasy. Today's episode is brought to you by Flex Fantasy, and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all. When you sign up for a free account and download the Flex Fantasy app, you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on. Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app to try it out at Flex. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Hello, 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 and welcome in to the Cashing Friday on the eve of Christmas Eve. And I remember a frog in my throat. <laughs> That's how excited I am for Christmas. It's here. It's the weekend. And we're trying to cash you guys some tickets. We're always working through the holidays. That's what we do here on the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thank you so much for tuning in, by the way, on our YouTube channel. Like the video below. Subscribe if you have not done so. We'll have content throughout the offseason. So you're thinking to yourself, well, why would I subscribe now? Because the season's almost over. There's reasons to, okay? You'll want to, believe me. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. Oh, also, by the way, when you're on your journeys tomorrow through the cold and wilderness that is going to be the entire Northeast Coast, uh, make sure you download us on your favorite podcast app. I'm joined here at the very last second, but I'm glad he got here. Chris Dowhauer. Chris, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. The streamer didn't seem to want to let me on, but you know, with this crazy weather, I wasn't sure if it was that or... It was what's going on outside. I mean, it's, I think nine degrees here in Pennsylvania. So lots of wind, lots of fun. It's uh, I got you beat. It's eight degrees here in Jersey. Ooh, with a wind chill of like negative two. And I, I'm hoping you guys can't hear it. I'm assuming you can. But right now there is like a 
bush next to my house that's just blowing in the wind. And now, of course, my camera is not working either. I can I can see that. I'm not sure what's going on there. Can you still hear me, Chris? I can still hear you. We we okay. can uh, yep, that we're back. We get to see pictures no, of you I'm kind not. of flashing in and out. See pictures of me. See, this is what happens. The the whole northeast freezes up and now all of a sudden I can't get anything to work. But we'll press on nonetheless. All right, Chris. We, we didn't want to tell you Dan's really a bot the entire time. This is actually what <laughs> really looks like in true true life. Yes, I have no physical form. I am just in your computers, in your earwaves, trying to tell you that you should be joining our tournaments that are for our giveaways and uh if I could, I would show you the John Randall jersey, but I can't do so at the moment. Apparently, right now, what you can do, if you want to join up, maybe get a late Christmas gift for somebody, it's your last chance for the 2022 season, believe it or not, to be able to win one of our giveaway jerseys. There's two ways to be able to join in on the contest. The first way, you can join our free DraftKings contest. You go to our DraftKings link. It's on the YouTube description. It's also in the YouTube comments. It's also on our social media pages at Show. Join that for free if you win in a tournament style. Your name will get put into the wheel of names, which we will have the drawing for next week. The other way you can win is if you go to flex.fan slash bellyupff. If you do that and you take on the MDFF show in the arena, you're able to beat me head on. Your name will also get put in. I believe right now we have about, I think we have we have four different winners. Well, no, three winners, four different entries. Uh, Mickey Katz 12, you know, shout out to him. He actually has two entries in. He won two, two contests so far this month. So get your names in there. We got a couple, I already have a couple contestants on the Flex Fantasy app this week. So make sure you get your names in on the DraftKings contest as well. It's the last giveaway for 2022. Excited to get these jerseys out. Don't worry. Uh, the Bill Bates jersey, I know we're running a little bit behind on that one. I gave it away. I just haven't been able to mail it out yet. I will get it to you, I promise, after the holidays. Don't worry. I did not forget about you. I believe that was Brian A. Killian. So if you're watching the show here, did not forget about you, Brian. Chris, I'm going to have you go to your lineup. I'm going to take myself out real quick to see if I can get my camera going. So just do that for the people and uh, just keep going until I'm able to get myself back here. And hopefully we'll be able to get this whole thing worked out without hitting a commercial. So I'm going to kick it over to you. Sure. And until Tan gets his physical form, you know, we're kind of go over our rosters like we always do. I'll start off with my quarterback position. And this week you have kind of different options. If you're going to spend up or spend down with the weather, um, you're looking for something, you know, a good alternative. For different things that, you know, whether or not it's going to be nine degrees in some place, like I talked about here in Pennsylvania, like the Pittsburgh game, you have the Raiders game. So you have different things that are going, kind of going on throughout the country. Um, but I'm going to go with the guy that I trust the most in cold weather, and that's Jared Allen. Uh, Jared Allen's, you know, played the Buffalo. We've seen him be able to kind of run no matter what the weather is. We've seen, you know, even though that New England debacle supposedly a couple years ago, or last year, I should say, um, he kind of showed up the second game when they kind of you know, bounced back versus New England. So Buffalo is used to kind of playing in this weather. They've already had a game where they had to kind of, you know, play Detroit earlier this year where they had, you know, supposedly had four feet of snow. Uh, Dan kind of let us know that wasn't really true. It was maybe like two and a half feet. Um, but so, yes, yeah, so uh, Jared Allen was the quarterback that I'm going with this week because I want to spend up to make sure I'm getting somebody who's value who I trust in the weather. Uh, so we have Dan back. He's no longer Jared a Allen or Josh Allen? I'm sorry, Josh <laughs> Allen. I'm saying, I'm saying Jared Allen because I'm watching, watching basketball earlier, so I apologize. Sorry, MD Nation. It's oh, I was thinking Josh of Allen. Jared Allen. But, yeah, there's different ways you can go with that, too. <laughs> Oh, good. So Josh <laughs> Allen, yeah, not, not not Jared, the other tall guy for Buffalo, <laughs> not for basketball wise. 
Uh, yeah, paying up for Josh Allen, look, that's never a bad thing. He's always my QB one for a reason. If he can't get it done through the air, he'll get it done with his legs at Chicago. No complaints here if that's what you want to pay up a quarterback. I did not want to pay up a quarterback. I decided that I'm going to go to probably the coldest game of them all, but has the least amount of win-slash-precipitation combo going on. We're going to the Kansas City Chief and Seattle game. You're going to see a theme throughout my lineup today. I went heavy on this game in both directions. But Geno Smith at $5,800, I couldn't pass it up for a guy that I have actually ranked coming into this week in a top-five position. Yeah, it's a guy that I definitely like a lot of you know, lineups. My only concern is maybe the lack of weapons. Uh, you know, no Tyler Lockett. We're going to see what happens with other receivers. No, maybe no fan as well. Cold weather, so it's going to be kind of interesting. Kansas City's kind of playing at home as of late, has been playing on, on the under. We'll talk about some of the betting things we you know later on in the show. But this is a game I'm a little cautious about, but I think when you talk about the price tag and you know what opportunity you have with Geno Smith in a smash spot, I love the opportunity. So I have a lot of DSO's lineups. Probably my value guys is probably later on. We, you know, we, we kind of give our value guys. So great pick. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's, it is an interesting setup because a lot of guys are banged up heading to that game, but it seems like everybody's going to play. Marquise Goodwin's going to play. Noah Fance is expected to play. Uh, Kenneth Walker's expected to play. So I don't know how, you know, I don't know how healthy these guys are all going to be, but as long as they're out there on the field, Kansas City, one of the worst defenses you could possibly have. So that's one of the reasons I'm attacking it there at the price tag. We got a question coming in from uh, Zinergy. Uh, guys, Curtis Samuel or Drake London? Uh, Drake London, it's not particularly close for me. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to go with Drake London. I like to match up versus the 49ers. I mean, we talked about this on yesterday's show. Uh, we're we're kind of going to... No. We... Well, the, well, the question was... For both oh, you meant from Curtis Samuel. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. I thought you said you were going with Drake London, but you like the match against yeah. the 49ers. Sorry. No, no, no. I, we talked about the matchup. I don't like the matchup okay. versus the 49ers. <laughs> we talked about that yesterday's show. Um, you know, Tyler Haneke, we kind of have some concerns about what he's going to be able to do. We saw Dotson get a lot of targets. We've seen, you know, McLaurin's going to his targets. I don't know if Curtis Samuel really has enough left for him involved, so I don't like him. While Drake London's the only guy who can catch the ball for Atlanta right now, and you saw Ryder has eyes only for him last week. Yeah, I mean, Samuel's, Samuel's been left out of the offense since Carson Wentz has been benched. I mean, that's basically how it's how it's kind of worked out. Uh, getting back to our lineups, Chris, who did you go with your RB1 in your DFS team? Yeah, so I'm going to well, I'm gonna jump ahead of my RB1. I'll kind of just you know build off what your theme was right there and okay. stick to that game, for example. And I went with Jared McKinnon as my RB2, actually. But Jared McKinnon oh, has okay. been well, an Jared RB1. Jared my RB1, so we can, we can okay. both be on the well, There we go. One. So Jared McKinnon has been an RB1 uh, the last two weeks, scoring over 30 points in DFS back-to-back weeks. We talked about a game that we think could be high-scoring, but we also see a game that's you know not going to sort of push the ball down the field a lot. So who does that benefit? The guy who catches the ball out of the backfield. I love McKinnon, what he's been doing. I love the matchup, and I'm going to see your ride as long as he's been hot. I think the big thing going in the checkbox of Jerry McKinnon, for, for the usage to continue, because that's the big question, right? Will his usage continue? And I love him in a tournament spot. I actually have Pacheco ranked one spot ahead of him in a redraft head-to-head situation because I trust his usage a little bit more. But Miko Hardman not expected to get activated just yet. I think that is a check mark in the box of Jerick McKinnon continuing his pass catching usage that he has been seeing over the past couple of weeks. I think that, but I also think he's shown you a ceiling that very few guys have shown you this entire season. Back to back 30 point games. I don't know too many guys who've given you that, so I'm going to ride that hot hand while I'm Ken. I, I agree with that. So uh, who, who's your RB1 slash R? Because McKinnon was your RB2, right? So who's your RB1? Yes. So my RB1 is going to be Miles Sanders. 
Uh, Miles Sanders is going to be taking over the backfield for the Eagles this week. No, no Jalen Hurts versus the Cowboys. We've seen this Cowboy you know, defense be kind of exposed the last few weeks, especially versus the run game. I think Artemis is going to be fine, but I think ultimately the Eagles are going to try to step up their line of scrimmage. They're going to use the running game. With no Jalen Hurts, that means nobody to bolster Miles Sanders. I like Miles Sanders kind of boom factor versus Eagle versus Dallas defense. And I also like his opportunity. You can get some, you know, passable, catch some, I'm sorry, have some catches in his passing game as well because Minshew will check the ball down to the running backs. Yeah, he's not Jalen Hurts, right? It's not a look deep and then run and take off and not check it down to the running back. He'll do that. So you have the added usage in the in the passing game we're projecting. I'm also projecting the fact with the Eagles coaches coming out and saying, we got to get him the ball more. They just totally let them out of the game plan. You're going to take some things off of Minshew's plate. Will Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott likely get worked into an annoying point? Sure. But we've seen 145, 144 games and a touchdown come out of Miles Sanders already. I'm not saying he goes off necessarily for that much in this game against Dallas, but he should be looking at, I would say, a plus 100-yard touchdown performance. That easily should be in his range of outcomes. $6,200. It's a great price tag. He actually was in one of my original versions of the lineup heading into tonight's. Didn't wind up putting him in there, but I did like the value in the play there nonetheless. Uh, My RB2 is J.K. Dobbins. He's at $5,800 going up against the Atlanta Falcons. He's off the injury report altogether. He's been averaging over eight yards a carry over the last two weeks. And the Atlanta Falcons are the uh, 10th best, 12th best matchup for running backs right now. Yeah, so I'm all aboard the J.K. Dobbins training against Atlanta this week, especially at $5,800. got to be kidding me. Yeah, well, I'm definitely all aboard too. So that's my flex this week as well. Okay, there you go. Uh, I think it's an ultimate, you know, great price tag. A guy who's also been giving you RB one production the last two weeks, up to eight yards per carry, uh, 120 yards on a rushing game. Is a guy that are actually going to throw the ball, which who knows if they will in the Ravens game. But if they actually do throw the ball, we'll kind of utilize him in the passing attack as well. So all the different things are working for J.K. Dobbins, and you talked about a smash spot versus Atlanta. All right, so we're on the same page there. Where are we at on the wide receiver one here? So my receiver one, I kind of went with a tandem here. Um, I tried to, t- you know, take a page out of your book that you usually like to go, and I went with a little bit of a different uh, pairing of Josh Allen and Steph- Stephon Diggs that everybody always goes to. I want Gabe Davis. Look, Uh-oh. I have a big, I have a, I'm a big believer, and you've heard me you know, talk a lot on Tuesday's show um, on empty. Sorry, <clears throat> excuse me, belly up, belly up live fantasy football um, on Tuesday's show that I talk a lot about the big guys and liking, especially particularly this time when it's cold, it's nine degrees. And looking at those tall receivers, some of the bigger backs. So I look at a receiver who I think you know has been kind of underachieving most of the season, but you like the big boom spot for Chicago. Well, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis to me has got a you know five thousand dollar price tag. I like the opportunity. I like a guy who's about two hundred thirty pounds, tough to tackle versus secondary. It's trash. I will say this: if there's anybody who has the arm to get through twenty mile an hour winds, it is Josh Allen. So I will give you that. And it's definitely contrarian play. I mean, everybody is off of Gabe Davis right now. He still has the big play capability, 100%. DFS is the only format in which I want to take a shot on the guy. Uh, but that, that's why we do this. That's why you look for the values in those situations. So I have no problem with it with the matchup there. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a contrarian play who has the upside. He does fit that mold uh, this week. My guy is DK Metcalf. Of course I comboed up. My quarterback, do you guys think I wasn't going to? Give me a break. I do it every single week. DK Metcalf, $7,100, no Tyler Lockett, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is one of the higher over-unders of the week, given that it's weather considerations is not as bad as some of the other games. 
I am going to go with that all the way. I think DK Metcalf is a surefire bet to get 10-plus targets in this game with the absence of Tyler Lockett on top of it with nobody in Kansas City being able to cover the man. So, yeah, I'm all over Geno Smith and DK Metcalf combo this week. Yeah, he's been seeing 9 to 10 targets with Tyler Lockett, so just imagine as you kind of alluded to what he could do without another another game, another player that I'm big on and I'll have a lot of defense lineups I'm in this one, but once again beats that big guy, hard to tackle in cold weather. I'm going to kind of have the emphasis and emphasize that DK Metcalf will be a pain in the ass in Kansas City this week. Chris, I think the I think the temperature is supposed to be like it's like negative between negative ten and negative eighteen is supposed to be the wind chill in that game. Yeah, like let's talk about that for a second. There's not going to be a ton of like nine to ten miles an hour of the wind that usually doesn't affect passing games. It's going to be clear skies. How much of a factor is because it's cold and like cold doesn't always affect offenses, but when it's that cold, I feel like we're talking about a whole different ball game. And what do you think is really going to happen in that game? Well, I think it does affect you, and I think then you know. Some of these guys are better, such like Patrick Holmes, for example. Some guys can wear gloves and you know, kind of get away with it and be comfortable with it. Some are kind of used to using their fingertips. Patrick Holmes has shown you he can throw from all different angles, so it probably won't affect him too much. Um, but what I, you do see is when the ball slides out of your hands. The ball's hard. That's the biggest difference in you know, a frozen ball. Throwing a frozen ball, we, you, know, you and I have played Thanksgiving football, as many people across the country have. <laughs> and a lot of times when it's not warm outside, it's cold on Thanksgiving games, you know, unlike as of lately. Um, those you know throws that people are catching, it hurts, and it's hard to squeeze the ball, and it gets hard to kind of catch the ball, and what also gets hard is it's hard to breathe. So you're going to see a lot of guys kind of get in and out. You're going to see guys you know not eager to get off that sideline necessarily all the time, sitting on that warm chair, on that warm uh, the, what's that, what they call those little warm um, bench oh, things that they have. Yeah, um, those like whole heat lamp things. That they yeah, heat benches the they have going yeah. on right there. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what you're going to see. I think you see guys kind of play a little bit tighter. It's it's harder when it's that cold. You know, when it's below freezing in 30s and or even the teens, guys can kind of still grip the ball. They can still play football. But when you get that cold, it's really like I said, the ball grips differently. Everything's just differently, and that's when it gets really hard to tackle, like a DK Metcalf, for example. It is. It's gonna be really hard to tackle the running games, which I'll be interested in. You can't grab jerseys, by the way, either. It's gonna be another part. People no. grab it onto something. You can't grab onto anything. <laughs> no, everything's gonna be slippery and frozen. Basically, in a different life, I don't get too much of a tangent, but on a different life, I actually worked in a warehouse where I worked in the freezer, and in that freezer, it was negative thirteen degrees, and you're working in there for fourteen hours a day. But you're you're suited up and all these kinds of things. You can't be suited up on the football field in that same kind of way. This is gonna be like I'm wearing like five under armors and everything else. It's it's going to be interesting to see, but uh, I still expect points to be scored. Nonetheless, we do have a question coming in from uh, Monique. Hi, guys. I need help. Need a wide receiver two, DJ Moore or Devonta Smith, and she needs a flex between DeAndre Swift and Christian Watson. Now, for me, it's DJ Moore over Devonta Smith because he's playing against Detroit. He is the number one weapon for that team. And on the flip side of that, the DeAndre Swift, Christian Watson thing for me comes down to, do you need a floor play? Do you need a ceiling play? If you need a floor play, I'd probably go with DeAndre Swift. But if you need a ceiling play, I'm all aboard the Christian Watson train. Chris, where are you at on these two questions? Yeah, I'm probably going to lean a little bit more towards the Watson because I do like the upside. Now, I like what Swift's usage as of late, but this is why I'm people more cautious maybe than you are with the Swift and you know, the, the more picks. That Carolina game is going to be like one of those cold games. I'm kind of curious to see where they can kind of do the moving the ball. Both these teams are you know, quite willing to just run the ball if they can and to stick to that. So Miami game, I think there's going to be some points scored in that game where you have to kind of match the pace and the tempo of Miami. So I like Green Bay, I like Watson. And I forget the other ones you had there, uh, Moore or Devonta DJ Smith. DJ Moore or Devonta Smith. 
I like Devonta Smith, but I mean, that's kind of a tough one. I think DJ Moore is the guy who's you know, obviously the alpha in that Carolina attack. You just got kind of burned a couple of weeks ago. So you're a little bit cautious about yeah, that. Yeah, Devonta Smith has more upside. Yeah, and he had to have a decent game last week. Devonta Smith you know, is a guy that definitely can just blow up for you. So for me, that's my upside guy. If I'm looking for more upside, more of a safe play would be DJ Moore. So I'm kind of a little bit different than Daniel that one. All right, I hope, hope that helps out, Monique. There, you'll make a decision based off of that information. Uh, Chris, let's go to your wide receiver, too. Yeah, so my receiver, too. Um, you're going to see a little bit of – I spent down at receiver because I spent a quarterback in some other places. But we talked about this other guy earlier, and we gave some advice about playing this guy. That's Drake London versus the Ravens, a $4,800 price tag, a guy who's seen back-to-back double-digit targets. Who, you know, regardless with Mariota, it was Ryder. He's not, you know, super efficient with the targets per se, but hey, it's Atlanta. Um, so nice you're taking, it. <laughs> yeah, you're taking what you can get right now. And if you can get a guy who's forty eight hundred dollars, you can get, you know, double digit targets. You're going to lock that in your lineup. Playing a nice matchup, you know, versus the Ravens in the sense that the secondary is beat up. No Peters again this week. No, you know, continue to have down to the second, third, fourth safeties right now. So this is kind of get back where Ravens were last year, where you can exploit them down the field. Drake London is a guy who can kind of, you know, big tall guy, so you can kind of match in the weather. So I like his opportunity being outside in the slot. So he's a guy I have my lineup this week. Yeah, it's uh, it can't be any worse than it was last week for Desmond Ritter, right? I think that's kind of like what people are trying to go off of potentially to try to talk yourself into a Drake London. Sure, eight to ten targets should be part of the floor. I I just don't know what kind of upside he has unless he's actually able to get into the end zone, and well, that'll be the great. Question. Well, I was gonna say you you do your price thing, and I'm not exactly sure how you like you kind of calculated the price and the points. But, I mean, he had what was it? Even, you know, despite the poor games, it was 13 points he had last week, 15 the week before. He did. Despite price scoring, you know, having big games. Correct? Yes. So that that would be right in line. Like, if he gave you a performance like last week, that would be right in line with that price tag. And that's what you got back-to-back week. So that's what I'm kind of going off the trend with. Okay. We'll go with that. Uh, my wide receiver, too, and I'm sticking with the Kansas City-Seattle game, I'm going with Juju Smith-Schuster at $5,800. The guy is getting eight to nine catches a game, 58, 58 yards, uh, 78 yards, depending upon maybe a touchdown squeeze in there. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Everyone wants to talk about how Seattle is a pain in the ass against wide receivers, but they're missing the point. They're, they're a pain in the ass against perimeter wide receivers. They're one of the worst teams against slot wide receivers, which is where Julius Smith-Schuster does most of his work. As long as Miko Harmon continues to be out, I'm playing him as if he's going to get 8 to 10 catches for me again this week. So at $5,800, that's who I'm firing up. It's my wide receiver, too. 
Yeah, I have to use some other lineups. I like his play this week. The guy is a physical receiver. He's played in Pittsburgh. So he's played in the cold weather before. He's basically a glorified tight end for this offense is how they kind of utilize him. My only concern for myself why I didn't have him in this lineup is I have other Chiefs in his lineup, so I don't want to kind of overachieve it. Uh, but I think Juju Smith's usually can be definitely a good option for you. Uh, I actually got some breaking news here. Breaking news. That's overly relevant for fantasy, but interesting enough anyway. Uh, Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill underwent ankle surgery this week, and he is a long shot to come back again this season. So the Tennessee Titans looking like they will be without Ryan Tannehill the rest of the year. A team competing, by the way, for their division and in the playoffs. So maybe we're seeing Malik Willis the rest of the way. That's going to be brutal. Anyway, let's go to our wide receiver three spot. Uh, Chris, who do you have as your wide receiver three? Yeah, so I'm going with a little bit off the thing. I'm going Rashid Sheed for New Orleans, basically the only healthy receiver for New Orleans. I'm going to switch it up a little bit, and I'll explain to you why I kind of you know reached for this receiver. But I like the upside, a guy who had decent games the last couple of weeks. Um, you're not seeing a whole lot of volume. You've seen you know, four catches, he's explosive plays. But what you like for the volume part is, who else is going to catch the ball? No Jarvis Landry, no Chris Olavay. I don't know who else the can actually you know, dig out. I, I don't know. I think they will try to. <laughs> Somebody will have to catch that at some point, I would imagine. Um, and, you know, we watched the Saints team who refuses to hand the ball to Alan Kamara too many times, so they're going to have to get the ball into somebody's hands. Um, they So I'm going to kind of lean to return to continue to throw the ball to somebody. It could be Taysom Hill. I heard a lot about that this week, that he could be somebody. I would love to have him. Uh, it seems that DraftKings got a little wise to that this week and kind of took yeah, him off as a tight end option. Let me, let me tell you, a Van, Van Duel, they'll let you play Taysom Hill at the tight end position, but DraftKings this entire season is listed him as a quarterback, which is very annoying, DraftKings. Let us have a cheat code, you bastards. <laughs> yeah. Well, this week in particular would have been nice cheat code from what I understand. But, um, yeah, even if it is, she, what we've seen before is he gets jet sweet action. This guy's involved one way or another. He's one of the actual explosive plays on the Saints so I'm going to go with the guy at the upside, and I'm taking the nice, sweet price tag of $3,800. Yeah, I, I mean, I, he's the only guy left. I just, he's been such a shot play wide receiver in a game that's supposed to have, like, sustained winds of 30, 30 miles an hour with gusts up to 45, 50 miles an hour. Is he going to catch bubble screens? I think that's what it boils down to. Is he going to catch the bubble screens? Is that what he's going to do? Because that's what I think it's going to take for him to get the ball in his hands. To your point, I don't know who's left standing, so <laughs> I'll take the shot nonetheless. So I'll, I'll go from that standpoint. And DFS, that's what we do. We take shots. That's a fine shot to take. I'm, I'm kind of with you on the same boat. I did stick with Seattle for my wide receiver three. I went with Marquise Goodwin. He's supposed to play, uh, dealing with a wrist injury, which he came into the week with. So I'm not really too worried about that because he practiced in full with a wrist injury. The problem is apparently he rolled his ankle during the Third, the Wednesday practice, I believe it was, for Marquise Goodwin. Did practice in limited capacity that day. Is he still expected to play on Saturday? I may need to pivot off of him because we'll find out for sure tomorrow morning. Uh, but assuming he's able to go at $4,300 against a team in which is the fourth best matchup you can have for wide receivers with Tyler Lockett exiting and should be some extra target share, plus you know Olympic speed wide receiver, I'm going to take a shot at $4,300 if he's in fact active. I think it's a great shot to take. You've seen him already be productive when, you know, DK was bagging it the first time. He's very productive, kind of replacing DK in the lineup, and you've seen him do the same thing for Lockett. So I think it's an easy transition for this offense. They usually feature two receivers. Uh, the key thing is this is Marquise Brown, and 
Marquise Goodwin, and he's made of plastic, so he's got a history of kind of getting banged up and easily hurt after showing you something every. And plastic breaks in negative eighteen degree weather, so I it, it does, <laughs> it, it does, and it's kind of so scary. This guy's a track guy who's somehow you know thirty years old, but probably has the least amount of mileage that thirty year olds ever had because he basically lasts about three games a season and just disappears. Whether it's going to train for the Olympics or just kind of disappears into the night. Um, so yeah, it's the, the the guy has been very good this year and has a very nice efficiency right. Um, you know, on paper, so. Putting those things together was a great matchup. I love Marquise Goodwin as long as he's healthy. All right, Chris, who's your tight end? So part of the reason I spent down and took a shot at the receiver that I did was because you just take a shot at tight end and spend down. I went different. I went Travis Kelsey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Travis Kelsey too. has this. Yeah, Travis Kelsey has necessarily been what he's been. You know, been Travis Kelsey as late, but I love him in this matchup. And who's who I like most in cold games in the passing attack? Usually the tight end because they're the closest guy to line scrimmage and they're big. Exactly, they're hard to tackle. And they're guys that you're familiar with, throw the ball to you, usually is who you look for. So I love me some Travis Kelsey this week. I love the matchup, and that's who I'm having my tight end one this week. George Kittle has been a major disappointment, and yet eh, just woke up for two touchdowns against Seattle. They just they invent ways to get points to the tight end position. And when you look at the rest of the options, I just sat there and I said to myself, there's no way I can't pay up for Travis Kelsey because – who knows what in the hell you're going to get out of anybody else. So, yes, if there's a position I'm paying up for, it is the tight end position. 100% with you there. And that's why we had to pay cheap in some other areas. Uh, what about your – well, you said your flex position, so I'll give you mine. I went with Jahan Dotson because he's $3,900, and they've been trying to get him the ball. There you go. That's that's it. That's the end of my synopsis for Jahan Dotson. <laughs> no, I mean, back-to-back, you know, big targets. He had nine targets last week. The guy they used in the big plays, and we talked about Curtis Daniel being phased out, and it's kind of consolidation between McLaurin and Dotson. And if they continue to do that, that's good news for him. All right, Chris, who's your defense? Yeah, so I go with the Eagles defense taking on Dallas. Um, I you know there's a lot of things that Dallas has kind of going for them, and he's been scoring a lot of points, but they also been turning the ball over quite a lot. Dak Prescott has been, you know, basically a turnover machine and turning the new Matt Ryan in Dallas right now. Uh, so he has more or less fumbles and just more interceptions when it comes down to it. Love the matchup for the Eagles. I also like their front line being able to kind of get pressure on Dak, kind of route them around. And ultimately, the Eagles are going to have to play for this game. I love the fact that Dallas talked shit going into the last two weeks, and I think the Eagles are going to kind of try to show up. They had done it in the past, so I like the Eagles' defense, and I, I love the price tag of $2,200. Yeah, the price tag on the Eagles' defense is stupid. I, I almost put them in. I, I didn't, but that's a really good defense to have at $2,200. I don't know why Gardner Minshew affects the defense. That, that would be my number one question to DraftKings. I did go with the Baltimore Ravens. Because last time I checked, Desmond Ritter's terrible. And this is in Baltimore in terrible weather on top of it, which always favors defenses. So I did pay up a little bit for the Baltimore Ravens defense at $3,200. All right, Chris, I'm going to go through your player values. I want to get rapid fire, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. Go. Well, you took one of them, the quarterback. It took Geno Smith off the board for me. So that's kind of hard for me to do rapid fire for the quarterback. We'll just move, uh, on. So I... move on to the next one. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Let's see. The next position I would go with, I would go with um, the other running back position. I'm sorry. I don't have a quick list for you here. Uh, Kenneth Walker, you talked about that game, you know, that Seattle game, what kind of the different guys you have involved in that. You talk about the, all the receivers. If they're not involved, especially Marquis Goodwin was out. Kenneth Walker would be kind of a, a de facto pass catcher as well. So I like the opportunity, especially in the cold weather. Okay. I like that one. Go ahead. Keep going with wide receiver. So another receiver I think is a great value this week. Um, is you look at the Giants situation, playing, taking on the Vikings. I love their slot receiver. 
not necessarily um, you know, a big fan of Richie James, but I think he's going to be a guy who's going to continue to be targeted. So I think he's a guy that you could have in your lineup. And to that game real quick for another right price tag is Osborne. I think he's $3,900 this week, uh, taking on a, a corner on the Giants, who's one of the lowest-rated slot corners. You could definitely take advantage of you know, the Washington team be able to exploit him last week. So I think you continue to see that kind of happen this week for the Vikings. Yeah, throughout the numbers you've been seeing from earlier in the season, the Giants secondary is very banged up. Who's your tight end value? So my tight end value um, is the guy from Tennessee, uh, Okok. I'm going to mess it up. Ohoku. Um, basically, the Okonkwo. only pass catcher. Yeah, Okonkwo. I finally got the Okonkwo. Uh, actually announced Okonkwo. Yes. Okonkwo. So Okonkwo. Um, whoa. Um, so, okay. I, I like him, and I like his last $3,500 for the last, you know, what is it, last two, three weeks now. I think he's getting, you know, decent tight end you know production, four pop catches. Who else is going to catch the ball, Dan? I mean, I don't know if anybody's going to. I guess it's more my question. Well, I th- I think Malik Plus threw for 80 yards or 90 yards last time he started Ooh. as a quarterback, and I believe the tight end was the leading targets of those guys. So I'm going to kind of stick to that. I think they're going they're going to go with young guys, and that's the guys who are kind of featuring. So why not you know the young tight end who's been the guy they've been featuring as it is since Brooks has been out. Okay. Okay. Um, we already went over my running backs. I had Thomas as my other guy, so I'm going with Daniel Jones at the quarterback position, $5,600. He does come into my top 10 this week. I think he's got a good chance to run against Minnesota. The Vikings are averaging 300 yards passing, given up to quarterbacks. So, yeah, fire up Daniel Jones there at that price tag. DJ Moore at $5,500 against one of the best matchups you could have against the Detroit Lions. It will be cold in Carolina, but it's not going to be as windy as it is everywhere else. So, I think the passing game should be available to the Carolina Panthers in that game. TJ Hawkinson comes into my $5,100. A good value, because if you're not paying up for Travis Kelsey, then I'm paying for TJ Hawkinson. I'm paying for tight ends who actually get targets. And End of freaking story, because the rest of it is just up for grabs at that point anyway. Here's what I want to do. Take a quick break. We come back on the other side. We got Chaz Flaherty waiting in the wings. We'll go over our lock bets of the week, try to cash you guys some tickets on this eve of Christmas Eve. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. This holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for free shipping and 20% off. Think your holiday spread is good? It's time to give thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Maynard. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. 
Welcome back into a Cashing Friday episode on the eve of Christmas Eve with the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thank you for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Like the video below. Subscribe if you have not done so to the channel. Stay up to date with us on the go when you download us on your favorite podcast app and give us that five-star review. I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with Chris Dalhauer. We just went through our DraftKings lineups and uh, now that my camera is actually working correctly, I can I can show you guys this. The John Randall jersey, that's what we're trying to give away in the month of December. So all you got to do is hit us up in the comments below on our YouTube page or on our social media pages at Show. You can go to our DraftKings link. It's for free. Just enter it. Or you can go to flex.fan slash bellyupff. Sign up for the Flex Fantasy app. It's a great app where you can import your sleeper and Yahoo leagues and compete against each other for money or, or free, whatever you want to do. But if you take on the MDFF show in the arena you can, and you beat me, you'll be able to get your name into the Wheel of Names, which we will have next week for um, our last show. It'll, it'll, that will The Cashing Friday next week will be our last show for 2022, and we will be off until, uh, until March after that. So I got Chris Dowhauer at the top right. And now to enter the show, Mr. Chaz Smart, <coughs> the man of the hour. Chaz, how you doing, man? It's been two weeks since we've seen you. Technically, it's the man of the half hour. Man of the half hour. Well, the second half, right? <clears throat> yeah, no, you know, I well, second half makes sense. Um, I I was having some technical issues, and I realized we went out for You're a Christmas thing. No, well, we went out for a Christmas thing, and I was still wearing my green shirt. So I'm sitting down, you know, just getting set up, and I'm, what the hell's going on with my screen? It was my shirt was green, not a green screen. That doesn't work, you know. <laughs> Speaking, hey, of- did you guys did you guys bet Oregon State last week? Uh, no, I did not. I did not get around to it. Sorry. Did you uh, did you fill in the the parlay? I never saw anything. Did you not no, see my tweet? Chaz, you were, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I did not see your tweet, actually. So I sent out a tweet. Let's just do it. I said, I'm not being able to make the show, but let's do it. Uh, and, and we'll start tomorrow. Uh, Oregon State's going to win that game, and they won easy. No. Nope. It was actually my, my – it was – you know what? It was too early in the week to have it my best bet because I didn't have – I didn't win enough money. Ah. Uh, you know how it is. I, I You know, I yeah. use that whole money management thing, you know. <laughs> If I can hit you at the end of the week, what will happen is I'm usually tied to you at a couple pieces. Yeah, I hear you. Chris, what are you going to say there? I was just going to say I saw some breaking news that the Jet receiver coach has been suspended for a year for gambling. I was Austin. Chaz you know, was talking about the green, and you know, that kind of reminded me of the Jets going on with them. And I'm just you know, asking Chaz, one of these people don't leave to the professionals, Chaz. I mean, you're the one giving out the advice. One of these coaches and these athletes going to realize, you know, back out of the game, you guys just don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I, I again, I don't know what dollar amount it takes, how many zeros you have to have in your annual salary to respect that money. I don't, okay? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I take I treat sports betting as a hobby, but the bottom line is, you know, there's other things I would like to do as a hobby, but I don't do those anymore. <laughs> you know, you, 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 at some point in time, you got to realize what you're dealing with. And, and then again, think about losing your job for a year, man. And then now you got a black mark on you. Forget about it, you know. And 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 I don't get it because I don't think casino games, I think you, you could go play blackjack all night long, right? Yeah. Didn't we just say... Ask- 
Russell Wilson at a blackjack table recently, I thought. Or yeah. Some kind of card That's table. fine. Yeah, just don't spend on NFL. So, you so it, sports, it, just don't bet on NFL. But it is the Jets. You know, the Jets, when guys from the Redskins do things, you don't question it because they're part of the Redskins. They're part of a, an organization that has Big issues. The Jets, now, if you saw that the other night, uh, it might have been yesterday, actually. But that's the life that I'm living right now, okay? 24 hours is a dog world. It was like a week since yesterday. That was horrible. Everything about it was horrible. Uh, we like the Canadian guy, though, because, you know, Wes and I do a Canadian football show. So we like the Canadian football guy. And he was the best player on the field. Not that. He was the most passionate football player out there for a while last night, wasn't he? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, was it a year, Chris? Did you hear anything about that? I wasn't sure if it was. Yeah, a year. yeah. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it got, it was, you got suspended for a year. Yeah, I, I was going to ask Dan. Did you think it was you know basically? Is he guessing? Will it be over and under for completion percentage for Zach Wilson? Like you know, every pass he throws, is it like okay? Is it is it going to be you know over here about ten yards or twenty yards? Let's bet on the sidelines and then you know, kind of as long as you bet the under fifty percent, you're good to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all. No, there, there's saying. a you could do a the solid three minute routine on the New York Jet sports betting jokes. There's no oh. doubt about it. You know, I mean, from a from a coach betting on his own team perspective, you know. Oof, that was brutal. Yep. All right, so it is, it is time for us to cash some tickets. So this is what we do. We go through the games at this point. Jazz will give us the data. Chris will give us uh, – Chris and I will give us your picks, and we'll try to see if we can win you guys some money, especially for Christmas week. You know, We want you guys to win back some of that shopping money you had to put down for all the gifts you had to buy you, for you, your family you, members. You, 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 you do realize on your YouTube channel all your other shows are there, right? 100%. Yeah, so, I just I'm like six weeks in a row. I've given out a team that's won. Oh can yeah, ca- can we cash a freaking parlay, please? <laughs> How, did we cash a three team parlay? What once? So we well, had one. We, did, we, we, we were we were on a little streak there in the middle of the season, and then that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, <clears throat> it's hard. Uh, to yeah, cash don't get me wrong. Right? It's a three team parlay. That's hard to do. No, yeah, and and again, we get six to one, and the odds are eight to one. I understand the concept, but let's just hit it and worry about the, that, you know, well, <laughs> later about other Christmas. things. <laughs> we're gonna hit it for the Christmas one. All right, so let's kick this thing off. Let's talk about uh, we got Cincinnati against the Patriots to kick this bugger off in a. The Bengals are on the road. They're in New England. They're favorited, though, at minus three. The over-under at a whopping 41 and a half. Uh, New England's going to be cold. It's going to be somewhat windy. It's not going to be overly windy. Like, uh, it's not going to be like Cleveland's, you know, windy, like that, that type of thing. Like, we're talking about, like, maybe somewhere between 13 to 16 miles an hour winds. Kind of, so it, it's workable. Um, I was actually just coming down from the Northeast uh, for my job, and Believe it or not, it was 55. While it was like freezing everywhere else, it was 55 degrees in like Massachusetts, Maine. It was it was very very weird. They are oh, no, I actually because I have family there, Dan. You're absolutely right. I watched and I said, let me go ahead for, and for the hourly estimates in 24 hour period, it's dropped 40 degrees. Yeah, in 24 hours. Insane. Absolutely. That's like that movie. Remember the movie where the kids stuck in the library and they're burning the book. Yes. Day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly like that. It's, it's trippy. So, all right. So, we got and this that's game. That's global warming, by the way, fellas. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I said that day after tomorrow. That's, that's what global warming looks like, by the way, everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just in a really sped up movie cinematic way. Exactly. Um, uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, I am taking the Bengals 
to cover at minus three. I just think they're a the better team. I, at this point, Matt Patricia, I, like, what are we doing? Can, can Bill Belichick just fire this guy and move on? Like, I can't I can't take it anymore. Bengals are actually a good all-around team on both sides of the ball. I don't ex- I know the Patriots are a much different team at home than they are on the road. That is true, but still, I am taking the Bengals to cover this game at minus three. Chris, what do you say? What say you? By the way, the over-under is 41 and a half in case you care to cast a vote on that one. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner i was gonna say that's probably what i'm gonna stick to i'm gonna go with the under from i think what i understand new england's been going the unders has since then he has been on the road as well so i'm gonna let chad kind of the numbers better than i can but i'm gonna go with it i'm gonna bet on this game go with the under um there's a lot of low scoring games in general this week but i think the patriots are gonna try to grind it out as much as they possibly can we've seen the Cincinnati team basically score when they have to they don't necessarily try to all the time so putting those two things together i like the under i don't like to pick the winner for this game all right, Chaz. So, what do you, what do you got? What's the data telling you uh, for the game overall? Cincinnati is nine and two on the road in their last eleven, but they're eleven and one overall against the spread in their last twelve games. They're oh, just the most go. consistent football team in the NFL right now, without a yeah. doubt. No, Kansas City's not as consistent. Buffalo's not as consistent as no. this team. Uh, New England half one overall allowed thirteen plus in four straight games. Yeah, I like Cincinnati here. They're going to be one of my plays, actually. I don't know if it's one of our plays, but it'll be one of my plays. I will say I have the game can handicapped at a 26-20 in favor of Cincinnati. So I would be going on the over, but doesn't necesarily count for the, the weather in that projection. So, uh, You know, I did give that I that, that's one of, for my article for Vegas Insider. That's the team total. Okay. I think it was 22 and a half. Does that sound about right? That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on to our next game. We got the Buffalo Bills and the Chicago Bears. The Bills favored at minus eight. The over-under at a whopping 40 and a half. Believe me, guys, no game, not a single game this week is actually projected at over 50 points. We have a game right at 50 points, which is the Packers-Miami game. We'll get to that later, but nothing is over 50 points. That is the highest over-under of the week. So 40 and a half, pretty much in average, what this week is giving us, Buffalo Bills minus eight. If I had to bet this game, I probably wouldn't bet this game, but if I had to bet this game, it would be Buffalo to cover the minus eight points. If you stop Justin Fields, you stop Chicago from being able to score. Now, no one's been able to stop Justin Fields since he's been on his tear, but if you do so, the whole thing crumbles. So I'm going to give the edge to Buffalo having the capability to do so. Chris, what do you say? I like Buffalo to cover, and I also like 
the what was the spread in this game? Uh, the the spread was minus in favor of Buffalo. The over under was forty and a half. I like the over, and I like Buffalo. I like both of those this game. Yeah. I think Buffalo has been kind of disappointed as of late, but I think this is a good game for them to kind of get back on track. Both these teams are actually built well for this kind of weather. Uh, both have you know, played in cold weather before, but you have running quarterbacks. You have guys basically you know be able to kind of hand the ball back to their running backs who can kind of be effective in the backfield as well. So I like both teams to be able to kind of move the ball, both use pace. So I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game than people kind of expect it to be. I like, I like Buffalo kind of getting back on track where Chicago's defense is just terrible. All right, Chaz, what was the data telling you? Uh, Buffalo, first half overall, they scored 13 plus and seven of eight. And remember, these are seven, eight, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, thirteen in a row things. That's not a coincidence. Anything that happens like three or four times in a row is not a coincidence. Uh, Chicago, half two overall, allow 14 plus and six of seven. I, I got notes in my handicapping that say, I just put it in words. I look at what I look at, and I just kind of write it down. Because you go through 16 games. You know, you don't remember game two once you get to game 14. And so I wrote down, Buffalo scores 30, but they don't cover nine. And then that's exactly almost what it is with this game. I'm going to use Buffalo, but I'm going to have them more on the money line than I will. Um, They're minus 400, and I'm using them in parlays. So we'll see what happens. Okay, okay. I like that move, too. Hey, we got my underdog pick of the week coming up next. Lock them in. It's a lock. The Seattle Seahawks against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 10 points. I'm pretty sure I just watched the Houston Texans cover in this game not that long ago. Oh, by the way, Seattle actually has the capability of scoring points on top of it. Yeah, give me Seattle plus 10 as my underdog pick of the week. Chris, what say you? By the way, the over-under on this game, 49 and a half. I like the under in this game very much so. Um, I think the Chiefs have been doing going under for quite a while, from what I understand. And uh, from Seattle's perspective, I like what you're talking about. If Marquise Godwin or Marquise Williams is healthy, um, I think it's going to be a huge part of their offense. I think if they're too one-dimensional, it could be a problem from the kind of maintaining their pace and kind of score with the Chiefs necessarily. So I do like that possibility if Marquise Godwin was healthy, but that's probably one I'm not taking. But I will, I will bet on the under on this game. All right, Chaz, what's your data telling you? In the second half overall, Seattle has scored 10-plus in 11 straight football games. Uh, Kansas City in the first half overall, they've scored 13 plus in five of their last six. This is, this is another game that I, I just think the teams that are the best teams are going to win. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of money line stuff because I don't want to stress about covering. Wouldn't that I, you know, mean you're on favor of me of, of Seattle covering? Oh yeah. No, well, yeah. you know what, what is, uh, Wes says that all the time. He says, if you're taking, if you're taking the money line, you, you like the other team. Right. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't, I, I always go the other way. So what I'll do is I'll put, you know, I put a unit on the, the money line and, you know, a half a union on, on the point spread. So if they do cover, I hit them both. But as long as they win, you know, it's a long holiday bowl season, man. If I could win my money today and end the day have what I started with, I don't jump off a bridge for that, you know? I'm a, I just live to go another day and do it all over again, especially when there's six bowl games and there's now Christmas Day, there's basketball. It's, it's sports betting heaven. It, it absolutely is. By the way, with football going on and being as a second round of playoffs, since we have the, the extra game and everything like that, with with, with now, um, I can't even. I used to say like basketball. Like I, I start watching basketball Christmas Day. 
I'm not going to be watching basketball Christmas Day. (laughs) And there's some good games on. There's some good games on. But the one thing I I wanted to mention, in the handicapping, so I'm looking at the weather, and and it was amazing, but there was one place, I forget where it was, it was 0.9. That was the temperature they were showing. You know, so they're showing all the temperatures, and even in Dallas, it was 30. This is going to yeah, be 30, you know? Dallas, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, who's got the roof? Who doesn't have the roof? But there was one. There was one. It didn't even say one. Didn't say zero. It said 0. 0.9. I assume it was the Kansas City Seattle game. That's supposed to be the coldest game of the week. I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, um, I, yeah, again, I didn't look at because I just laughed because I'm thinking, you know, what is that cold? Why don't you just say one? <laughs> have to give everyone. people That's hope. Give people hope. <laughs> like, fantasy-wise, we're all looking forward to Minnesota Giants because uh, Minnesota has a dome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're looking yeah. forward to All right. Speaking of that game, the Vikings are favored at minus four, the over-under at also 49-and-a-half. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings to cover at minus four. I know they've been a little bit tricky. They like to think they, they – look, betting on them, if you like to stress – then betting on the Minnesota Vikings makes sense because they love to make things everything interesting for no reason whatsoever. But at the end of the day, I have to think they cover against the Giants minus four at home. Chris, what do you say? So I was 100% behind you. My only concern, my rating today, uh, insiders talking about the Vikings kind of, you know, talking to the coaches, they don't have a lot to play for moving forward. They wrap up the division. Um, they don't just, they can't really catch the 49ers, can't catch the Eagles. So well, they can't catch about the 49ers. Kind of... Them and the 49ers are in a heated battle for the second seed. They have the same record. Okay, well, I understand the tiebreak. They don't think they can catch the 49ers necessarily because they think it's something they're not necessarily playing for because they're not resting some of their guys. And so that's, that's where I'm a little bit nervous for the Vikings. If they're going to kind of you know, be cautious or try to you know ease some guys out as they kind of prepare for the playoffs, I have a lot of concern with that as, you know, can they necessarily beat the Giants because they haven't necessarily taken care of business all the time when they're supposed to. If they don't do any of that, I love, love, love the Vikings, but that's the only thing that gave me interpretation when I heard that news today. So this is kind of something that I kind of went throughout there. As well as I'm not going to say I would lock one of the Vikings. Otherwise, I think the Vikings definitely are a better team. Better team. I mean, like, I don't know exactly what you're reading, but I do know that that's something that will probably come into play more like the last week. They have the same exact record. There's three games left. There's a very real chance they can wind up with the second seed if they continue to win out. So it wouldn't make sense that this week would be the week. Yeah, my, my notes show me they're, they have 11 wins and the 49ers have 10 wins. Yeah, 100%. They have a better record. They're, yeah. they're in the second yeah. seed. They, they need to they they locked they probably want to okay. hold on to that, I would, I would imagine. That's, I mean, this is going off the record. I don't know what you read. That's what they had a different reports from insiders from Vikings talking about that. They were talking to Kevin O'Connell and that he's one of the things he's been talking about is getting guys rest, particularly Dalvin Cook in particular, when the guys are mentioned um, and trying to kind of rest guys because they had a lot of you know usage over the last thing. And they're not allowed to play for necessarily. Interesting. I, just, so, I wonder if that's this week or if that's maybe the next few weeks after that, because it wouldn't make sense for it to be this week when you're only one game up on San Francisco and you have the second seed. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. So that's kind of what definitely strikes out to me. I just think that's what they talked about a lot this week. So I don't know if there's something, you know, tiebreak wise, I'm not really sure how to look into more detail to figure out what they're kind of mentioning, but that was what they kind of alluded to that Kevin O'Connell has been mentioning, talking about this a lot. And one of the guys they're talking about in particular is Dalvin Cook, who's gotten, you know, 500 almost touches or pace will get 500 touches right now. Um, so yeah. maybe resting up a little bit. Um, so that's one of the things that I just kind of mentioned. That's one of the reason I had a little bit of trepidation Vikings. Otherwise, I think this team's better and offensively the Giants can't necessarily compete with them. I will say this. I mean, the second seed doesn't mean what it used to. I mean, it gives you home field advantage unless you play the number one seed, I guess, but it doesn't give you a bye anymore. So 
maybe that's kind of playing into it and in, in from that standpoint. But Jazz, uh, what do you got on the date on this? Well, I mean, really, this year the home field has meant squat. It really has yeah. not been a well, strong. Say, I'm sorry, I mean, Kachuk. But I just know that coming from the Rams trailer, Sean McVay, we've seen the Rams kind of do these rest things before, where they're not necessarily take it to, you know as serious. Everybody else doesn't run the league, so I didn't mean to cut you off for the Chaz. No, no, no worries. But yeah, New York for the game uh, on the road, five and one in their last six against the spread. So they've covered five of the last six. Okay. Minnesota in the second half, and this is what you were mentioning, Dan. Uh, this is overall in their last nine. It's gone over eight of them, and yeah, it's because. Oh, God, we're behind <laughs> again. Like last week, the, <laughs> the top comeback of NFL history. Yeah. How crazy is that? Is that was the number one to come back in NFL history. I just, well, I, I, I watched and it. it and, and, I was, and it's second chance had – sorry. Well, I was live action on, on that. I was live action on that, and I, I stopped – I, every time the other team scored, I bet against them again, and I just stopped because it was it didn't look like it was possible. So the the best I got because they were pretty big favorites, weren't they, to start the game? The Vikings, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, they were favorited. I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't think it was a huge line though. Yeah, but I I think it was big enough. To, I got them at like plus one forty something. Okay, you know, um, and and then they kept giving up points and. Finally, I went to the gym, and that game lasted forever because I got almost my whole workout in. It was crazy. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. Let's go to the Detroit Lions of the Carolina Panthers. This game is in Carolina. Carolina will be cold, believe it or not. Detroit on the road, it's always a questionable prospect, but this game is favored to Detroit at minus 2.5. The over-under set at 43.5. Detroit is the better team, 100%. This is a game I'm probably not going to bet at all. Chris, where are you at? Yeah, I'm not a big better on this game, but if I were, I'm going to take Detroit. I like what I saw versus, last week versus New York and the Jets, and I think Jets are you know, very, a better Carolina version in a sense, and they can take care of business in New York. I think they can take care of business in Carolina. What do you got on the data there, Chaz? So, uh, anyway, I'm on number four. I have lost four bets recently by an extra point that did not go well. I'm talking about team totals were six and a half for the quarter, right? That kind of thing. Right. You know, thir- uh, I, I had uh, 13 and a half for first half, you know, that kind of thing. And it happened again. It happened like four times. And I'm not talking about a week. I'm talking about like four days. It's happened. And twice in one day I lost. Now, don't get me wrong. It was, it was the team total. So it's not like the one where they miss the extra point and then you end up losing two bets, the first half and the game by that same half a point. I didn't have that, but it, but it, it, it was brutal. Um, and I just had to get that off my chest because it no, was absolutely. killing me, man. But that's one of the reasons I'm doing a, a lot of the money lines. Okay. And it's the same thing here. Uh, Detroit seven and straight against the spread. I mean, you've seen what they've done. They were out of it. And now they're in it. Yeah. Uh, Carolina in the first quarter overall, the unders are one ten and three. So um, they have three three point spreads that were seven for the total in the first quarter. Those all push. Otherwise, they're one and ten. So then, you know, they're not scoring. They're not giving up points. Um, I have Detroit in my money line. That's what I'm doing. I'm using these money line plays to, to take down that eight. Somebody's given eight, right? Buffalo's given eight. Yeah. Uh, somebody else's town. Kansas City's given 10. I'm, yep. I'm going to work that down and it, it's like my own little teaser kind of. You know? Yeah. I like that too. Uh, let's move to the Houston Texans and Tennessee Titans. The Titans favorite at home minus three. This game is at a 35 and a half over under. 
And honestly, guys, I need you guys to tell me if I'm crazy or not, but I kind of want to bet Houston to win this game outright with Malik Willis as a starting quarterback. Uh, Chris, what do you think? I mean, I, well, we've seen that's of late. I think there's, you know, definitely the trend is looking that way. Um, I usually err with the, the better coach teams. That hasn't like, mattered. usually a really good coach, and that has not mattered for them. And they've lost four straight. So this team, this team's kind of been, you know, uncharted waters for me. This maybe kind of falling apart and at the seams. Stop Derrick Henry though in the cold weather. So Kelke still gives him a fighting chance, in my opinion. And I still like you know, Houston. So I'm still going to stick with Tennessee. In this game. Okay, Jazz, what are you seeing here? It says Houston in the second half on the road has been under in ten of twelve, while Tennessee for the game overall have been under in ten of eleven. But again, we've seen these two teams, right? Yeah. Uh, even though Houston exploded, didn't they explode? About something happened. They scored a lot of points. Well, they did okay against Dallas. They they played. Uh, yeah, 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 that was it. That okay, was it. Yeah, right. They scored forty, I think. Didn't they put forty on them? Was no. that that? Who beat that? Oh, that was Jacksonville. It was. It was, it was yeah, yeah Jacksonville. Jacksonville thirty six on, yeah. on Dallas. Yeah. 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 I'm like Houston's ever scored forty in their life. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go. Okay, we got this Cleveland the Saints game. This is the worst. Weather game, this is the lowest over under, I think, what is it, in 10 years or 32. something? 32. 32 points. Yeah, 32 points over under. The Browns are favored at minus three. Talk about a game I don't want to bet. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> yeah, absolutely with 100% with you, agree with you, Dan. We have Deshaun Watson, who we don't really know what he's been doing. Um, you know, a Cleveland team that's really playing for nothing, but it's been feisty as of late. Their defense has been showing up, even though it's not supposed to. Well, Deshaun's got and to then, contract somehow. So, yeah. And then on the other flip side, the Saints team who just seems to kind of go by the whims, who plays quarterback, who gets the ball running backs. They have like no healthy receivers for the Saints right now. Uh, their secondary continues to be banged up. Does it matter in a cold weather game? So, I mean, I look at this game as a game I really don't want to touch. If I'm going to touch anybody, I'm going to go to Cleveland just because they seem to actually be the better team. And the Saints is kind of just, you know, look to be a debacle right now. Jazz, we have any data here to help us out in a uh, well, snowy, uh, rainy, wintry? Well, the Saints game. in the second half, they scored 10 or less, 6 or 7. And I got to assume a lot of those 6 or 7 game weren't in, you know, 5. What's it going to be, 5? Something like that, right? Is that what they said? The uh, temperature? Something like that. It's, yeah, I think it's. I think the temperature might be five, but it's going to be negative as far as. Oh, with the wind chill. Like. And the first yeah. half, Cleveland overall, the unders are um, seven out of nine, but those other two were pushes. So basically, if you bet nine times on under in the first half for Cleveland recently, uh, twice they gave you your money back, seven times you won. <laughs> this game goes under at thirty-two. Kill me now. <laughs> but but what it should, it shouldn't surprise you. I mean, Cleveland Baltimore games, you know, you know, thirteen ten. You've seen them. You know, Cleveland no, Cincinnati. They play. They play twenty three seven. They're not fun. They're not fun. No, no, no. It's a, well, it's an ugly division. But they, you know, they that's their football. No, that's no. why I love Cincinnati because Cincinnati plays. I mean, think about it. you got this Buffalo team, you got this Kansas City team, you got the Cincinnati team that have kids that are really really good. Organizations that know how to win. We got these guys for ten more years. We do. It, yeah. it Actually, you know what? You may have them for ten years. I got to watch my diet a little better. But <laughs> yeah, if something happens to me, I'm going to be queef. I'm going to be queef that right to watch them to you because it really is. You sit around, and I go to Vegas every year for the FC NFC Championship game weekend. I'm just drooling this year because there's a shot. We're going to have four incredible quarterbacks. You know. 
<laughs> You'll be around for 100 more years, Chaz. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we got Atlanta Falcons and the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens favored at minus six and a half. The over-under set at 34 and a half. I'm not sure how you can cover six and a half with an over-under at 34 and a half. I've been betting on the Falcons to cover, and I've been pretty successful so far this season. So I'm going to continue to do so. Six and a half. Give me Atlanta plus six and a half. Go ahead, Chris. And what I had not been successful in why Chaz is giving us an attitude beginning the show is I picked the Ravens a lot to cover, and they don't <laughs> seem to ever cover and score like they're supposed to. So I'm with Dan on this one. I think I'm going to go with Atlanta covering on this one because the Ravens just can't score points, and they are atrocious coach offensively right now. It is. It's that Cleveland game last week. At, oh, man. That was. Look, Tyler Huntley stinks, and he's not a good quarterback, but Greg Roman is doing this team. No favors, Chaz. What do you got on the date on this? Yeah, well, you know, uh, I'm living in uh, in a uh, Ravens house now because my wife's a Ravens fan, so um, it's tough. Uh, but Atlanta for the game on the road, they're allowing 21 points or more in nine of ten. Baltimore in the first quarter at home, their unders are three eleven and one for the game. Their unders are two and nine. So basically, if you're betting under in the game. You went nine and two betting under, and if you bet under in the first quarter, you got one of your money backs. But otherwise, you were eleven out of fourteen. And I don't know, eleven out of fourteen sounds like something I would take. Well, I would clearly take people are, are watching and listening to the MD Fantasy Football Show right now because that line just moved from six and a half to six. There you go. So there you go. Clearly, they're listening. But it is. A, you're absolutely right, Dan. In terms of. Uh, the points from the total, it's going to be a weird game for that up. to work. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't match up. Yeah. Let's move to the four o'clock Saturday games. We got the 49ers against the commanders. One of the games that actually will not be completely destroyed by the weather because it is in San Francisco. 49ers favored by six and a half points. The over under at 37 and a half. I will take San Francisco. I don't know. Washington puts up a ton of points against this defense. Chris, what do you, what do you say? Yeah, I'm in the same boat with you. And, you know, you talked about a game that ruined by the weather, but another exciting game of quarterback play with Tyler Haneke taking on Brock Purdy. Brock um, so, yeah, yeah, going to watch our burner again. Watch our barn burner again this week between these two teams. I like the 49ers to win this game. It's a bad matchup for Washington in general. Washington was aggressive. They could actually push the ball on the field, but they don't. So I think it's Washington, you know, San takes care of business and covers. All right, Chaz, what do you got? Washington for the game overall, they allow 20 or less in six of seven. San Francisco in the second half at home, they allow seven or less of in eight of nine. But listen to this. The one team that scored more than seven points against San Francisco at home recently was Kansas City. They scored 30. The other eight teams combined for 41 points. So eight times five is 40, right? Eight times yeah. five is 40. Pretty much, you don't key is not Patrick Mahomes. you're not scoring points. Yeah, and and so so I've got San Francisco on the under as a ticket. So I'm going to have that by itself. You know. All right. I like that one. Hey, Chris, we got a question coming in uh, fantasy-wise from Victor. He's asking, he wants to know who the stream, Kate Otten, Trey McBride, Daniel Bellinger, Greg Dolchitz, Hunter Henry, or Jelani Woods. Uh, all gross, but I need to have one. He does have Nujoku. Um, I got to say, Victor, of that group, I'm probably going with Njoku. I have him at tight end 10, so I have him ahead of all those guys. If you want to take a, a sleeper approach, I do have Kate Otten as one of my sleepers of the week. Chris, what, what do you say here? Yeah, I'm going to go with Njoku, and I'm a little surprised you said Kate Otten, and I'm kind of confused. I think you might mean Trey McBride. Um, Trey McBride is the no, guy I mean who had a decent game. I 100% mean Kate Otten. 
I thought he said he had, he had he had him. Didn't he say he had him? He said he had yeah, Keaton Otten, but, but he he gave numbers from Keaton Otten yesterday that were a little bit different. They were they were trade McBurgis numbers, that's why I was kind of confused. Kate Otten only had two catches last week. Um so I'm not a big Kate Otten fan necessarily. And I, I like the other tight ends you kind of nine targets. That's that, that was more my point. And he's playing okay. the Arizona Cardinals who are terrible. Uh, I like Dolcich and I like McBride. McBride was a guy who saw a decent amount of targets and actually caught the ball pretty decent. And with McSorley at the quarterback, he had a history of throwing the ball a lot to the tight end when he was in Baltimore. Almost the receivers are actually get the ball from McSorley, so I like the tight end, Michael McBride, possibly. But Njoku's not a bad option of all those guys. I probably can best. No, I think we're both on 100% on uh, Njoku's who we would favor uh, amongst that entire group there. Again, I have him inside my top 12, so I would be playing him over those guys. The rest of them are just streamers. Getting back to the games... All right, so you got the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people watching this game. The Cowboys at home are favored at minus four and a half. The over-under at 47 and a half. I can tell you this from this standpoint. Uh, my lock bet for this game would be the under. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game. I definitely don't think there's going to be more than 47 and a half points scored in this game. So that's more what I would take there. I have this game handicapped. At 23-20 to 20 in favor of Dallas. So I have them winning, but I have the Philadelphia Eagles covering. So, Chris, where are you at? This is my upset prediction game. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles in this game. I like them to beat Dallas. They historically have you know, kind of dominated Dallas, particularly when it matters to playoff time. Uh, this team kept Dallas home two years ago. Um, had nothing to play for necessarily for the Eagles, but still beat Dallas. Um, Dallas is a team that just always chokes when times matter. I talked about last week they would choke. They'll continue to choke again, and we'll see you again this week. So I think I like the Eagles. Uh, the quarterback play is going to necessarily hurt them. I think it's going to galvanize them. And I think that overall, the Dallas talk, Cowboys talking shit coming into this week is really going to hurt them. So I love the Eagles this week. Jazz, what's the data telling you? I'm not sure if the data Helps uh, rec- recognizes talking shit as a, as a variable. So, Does it recognize but, Jalen Hurts being out? Well, here, Philly in the second half overall – uh, six one and one against the spread in the last eight. Dallas in the second half overall. These just happen to both be uh, the longest trends. They've scored thirteen plus in eight of nine. He, here's what I think because I've got Dallas, but I've got them on the money line. Uh, not as much for the choking. However, I'm telling you right now, in a big game, Dak Prescott's going to throw a pick, and uh, that's just what's going to happen. And We're I don't think. Yeah, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna win that. But with Philly's quarterback being out, you that's not like that off. Did you see that one touchdown run he had last week where he was spinning around and stuff? And if it was flag football, I think they had him at the thirteen. <laughs> All right, so let's keep it going here. Saturday night, it will be the Raiders against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do want to take a moment to say, uh, very sad to hear that Franco Harris passed, especially when they were going to honor the catch this Saturday night. And the plan was, he I mean, no one knew he was going to pass away. It was actually kind of sudden. He was expected to be there, and he just passed away this past week. So I'll give you a, I'll give you a memory, an old yeah, memory. Please. please. Black and white TV. You know, ABC, CBS, NBC, you might, that was it. That was the only channels you had. It was a rabbit ears. We were in the kitchen. My, we were a football family. Football and, and my family was life. It, you, you didn't like, turn the TV off. That's a game on, <laughs> you know? And I, and we, I watched that on a fuzzy little, I don't know, 13 inch black and white TV. And to this day, I could be there in my eyes. I just closed my eyes. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And, and, and hence the name. Yeah. 
uh, the immaculate reception. So they will be honoring that. And uh, of course, Franco Harris too. Um, as far as betting this game goes, it is the Steelers are favored at minus two at home. Uh, 38 points is the over under not even a half It's just 38. It's something you don't really get to see very often on an even number like that. It is going to be cold in Pittsburgh. I think the winds are supposed to be between 14 and 17 miles an hour for that game. So it will be a, it will be a factor, but not an, a huge hindrance. Like we'll be in some outfits. I, I'm I, maybe the emotions will be running high for the Steelers. And that maybe that's why they pulled this one out. But I, I kind of lean towards the Raiders actually winning this game outright. Chris, where, where are you at in this game? Yeah, I actually go the opposite. I like the Steelers. I think they're going to be able to win at home. I'm not big on Vegas traveling into the colder weather. Derek Carden always play great in cold weather. Um, so putting the different things together, this team, the Raiders, either, but well, it's, but. <laughs> that's true. It's very true. Um, but I like what Pittsburgh's been kind of do. They've been feisty of late. Their defense is getting a little bit healthier. They were able to get past rush. I think their defense in general is going to have a, you know, a hard time with this offensive line. Um, it's going to be interesting if they stop Josh Jacobs. Last week they were really good against the run. The week before they were not. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what defense shows up for Pittsburgh. But overall, I like Pittsburgh to win this game. I just don't trust the Raiders to do anything. Okay, data wise, what's what we looking at, Chaz? In the second, these are both second half actually. In the second half overall, the Raiders score thirteen or more in five of their last six, and in the second half overall, Pittsburgh scores ten or less in ten straight games. I used the under. This was one of my plays. The under uh, for this game, and part of it was uh, you're going to be blowing on your fingers to play this football game. Yes, yes, you will. All right, we finally get to Sunday. There's there's games on Sunday, believe it or not. There's only three. Uh, we got the Green Bay And Packers. they're horrible. Let's, I'm going on record. They're horrible. <laughs> it's like we were on the naughty list. What do we do to deserve these three games? You know what? I was a great husband, a great father. I've been good friends to you. What did we do to deserve these three games on Christmas? Well, okay, I feel better. Th- this is like when you got when you got those, uh, you got gifts like Christmas Eve, like your best, like, I don't know, like for me coming out of my family, you always got to unwrap one gift Christmas Eve, but for whatever reason, it always wound up being the best gift that you're going to get overall for the entire Christmas party was on Christmas Eve. So this is what we're getting. We're getting all the games Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. That's a that is an incredibly good analogy, my friend. I'm talking about you have nailed it. That is exactly what it is. All right, so for this game, we got the Green Bay Packers against the Miami Dolphins. It is in Miami. Miami's going to be a little bit cold, too, but not not like the other games. Uh, they're favored at minus three and a half. The over-under is 50. It is the highest over-under of the week. Believe it or not, I will take the Dolphins to cover at minus three and a half because Green Bay does not cover ever. So, uh, yep, that's what I'm going to go with there. Chris, go ahead. I will take the yeah, under I'm two, not, by the way. I'm not buying this is going to be an over 50 <clears throat> So, God, sorry. I was going to say, I'm, I'm not really going to touch this game, but if I'm going to, I'm going to echo what you're saying. Um, the, the one thing that I've learned this entire season is whenever I think Green Bay should do something, they never do. Um, this game should be a high-scoring game. This is a defense they definitely should be able to take advantage of. They are terrible versus the run the Dolphins. You can have big plays. You would think that Green Bay can kind of get back on track, but it's been a pack for this entire season, so I'm not touching it. On the flip side, the Dolphins seem to just kind of be all over the place, too. Uh, that week, the game versus the Chargers, you expected them to kind of show out offensively. They were terrible. So you have no idea what kind of teams are going to be because Green Bay actually has talent defensively, like the Chargers. It's been bad this entire season, like the Chargers. So what kind of offense are you going to see on the other side? Yeah. That's where I don't want to touch this game. Jazz, what are you seeing data-wise? Green Bay in the first half 
these are both first half. Uh, Green Bay in the first half overall one and six against the spread. Miami for the first half at home six and one against the spread. So you couldn't get more opposite than one and six versus six and one. Normally that's a slam dunk, but Green Bay has beat us like four times, three or four times this year. Yeah. There was a roll there. Somebody was spitting Green Bay out. I don't that remember. was me. I'll, I'll take. I'll take. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll take the blame. So yeah, was, I really. I little, I'm not kidding. You. I have a play for every single game up to these three, and then I got X's. <laughs> I want nothing to do with this game. But if I was going to do it, I would bet Miami first half. Yeah, that's what I. Well, do. it's funny because uh, we get to my. Fi- we finally get to some of my lock bets of the week, and uh, yeah, we only had the one so far. Right? We only had the one so far. Don't worry, I still have three more for you guys, and I'm I'm trying to find a drop here. Here we go. Lock them in. It's a lock. in Denver at two and a half over the Los Angeles Rams here. It, the Rams are finally bad. They were complaining kind of competitive, which was interesting to me with the with the team that they had left. This is a practice squad preseason team that they're trying to throw out here. Denver's favorite. It, it's actually the lines moved to minus three. It doesn't change my lock them in pick. The over under set at 36 and a half. Denver's defense alone will make sure they win this game by three points. Give me the Broncos at minus three is my lock them in pick of the week. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, that all sounds wonderful in theory, and I definitely want to agree with you, except for this is Denver, who's somehow, someway, offense, offensively keeps those defenses in games because the defense has played well this entire season. The offense has been atrocious. I know they kind of found a spark against the Chiefs because they had to come back in that game. I'm very concerned in this game in general because I think neither team's kind of pressured to score. I don't want to watch this game at all. Um, no, so, but if I'm going to go with it, <laughs> if I'm going to go with betting on this game, I, I with you, Dan. Logically, it says Denver should cover. They should be the better team. They have more players to play with. But on their offense, isn't much different than a practice squad you see with the Rams either, because there's not a whole lot of healthy, talented guys for Denver's offense. Yeah, but that's, that's the Baker Mayfield factor right there. Chaz, what are you seeing here? These two teams are four and ten. Why are you making me watch this game? <laughs> because okay, but but for the for the data, it says. Uh, uh, Denver first half overall under in, in six of the last seven for the game. The Rams overall, they allowed 24 plus in five of six. I mean, their defense was right. Was their, their strong point. That's even gone. All right. So, uh, no one's on my side for this one. I'm still lock them in anyway. Hey, how about Tampa Bay, which is my other lock them in pick of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. If you can't beat the freaking Arizona Cardinals and Trace McSorley at seven and a half, it's minus seven and a half fair at Tampa Bay. You don't deserve to be an NFL team anymore. So I will lock in Tampa Bay at minus seven and a half with Trace McSorley as the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. By the way, the over under set at 40 and a half. Chris, what say you? I don't know exactly, but I believe Tom Brady's two and 14 against the spread or since. That's fine. None um, of them were Trace McSorley. <laughs> no more Trevor Sorley. Um, Tampa Bay has reached an all-new low in my book after last week's debacle, and Tom Brady in particular. Um, he basically single-handedly tried to lose the game and was able to accomplish that for Tampa Bay last week. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to take anything similar to the Green Bay situation this season. Tampa Bay is burning people left and right all season long, and they continue to, you know, should be better, should play better, should, 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 and they continue just to be Tampa Bay and completely atrocious offensively somehow some way and i'm not touching this game okay fine what what do you got with the data there, listen Dad? to these trends these are season-long trends listen to this game that they're making me watch tampa bay for the game in their last 12 they're 1 and 11 
against the spread. Now that's pretty bad, right? One in eleven against the spread. I see that. I can't touch this game. I can't bet them. There's no doubt. So maybe I'll think about betting the other team. Arizona in the second half at home in their last 13 or one in 12. They're actually worse. They're one in 12 against the spread. God bless you. God bless you, man. I mean, when I have no play on a game and somebody else says it's a lock, yeah, you got to respect that you're seeing something I'm not seeing. And then you wait and see what happens. Yeah, it's called Trace McSorley, starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. All right, so our last game, the Monday night game, is the Chargers against the Colts. And this is my final lock them in pick of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. And I'm locking in the Chargers at minus four over the Indianapolis Colts. It is in Indianapolis. We don't have to worry about weather. It'll be in a dome. It's 45 and a half on the over-under. Nick Foles is a starting quarterback. Yeah, give me the Chargers at four and a half here. I'm locking that. I'm locking that in. All right, actually, I think it's 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 four even. Yes, it's four even for the Chargers. I'm locking that in. Got it, Chris. This is my second upset special of the week. I'm going to give what? you. I think that the what? Colts are going to cut. Listen, the Colts were up. Nick Foles can't you know, do it again. For the okay. biggest. No, he cannot do it again. And they were. They didn't have Nick Foles playing quarterback last week. The biggest debacle I've ever seen in my life did happen in the second half of this game last week for the Colts. But there's only one team, or a couple teams, but one team in particular, I feel like is the magic elixir of the all-time choke artists of them all, the all-time collapsers of them all. And that is the Chargers. And when you want to get back on track and you want to kind of get karma right, I think the Colts are going to use this opportunity versus the Chargers to kind of get back on track. And I think they're going to be able to beat the Chargers. Every time the Chargers kind of seem to turn around a corner and be actually back in the playoffs, they always seem to shoot themselves in the foot one way or another. So I think it's another chance for the Chargers to kind of do Charger things. No, Okay. Jazz, what are you seeing on the data here? Chargers in the first half on the road. In their last 10 games, they've scored 13 or more in nine of them. Uh, Indianapolis in the second half at home are five and one against the spread. You know, the one thing about, uh, that Spanos curse is it's real. <laughs> I'm going against the green with all my lock in picks of the week. That's basically what I'm being told. All right, Chris, let's go. No, 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 no. I mean, I, uh, I, I, the Chargers would be the play there. They're the play. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying what Chris is calling, uh, uh, shooting the foot. It's a curse. It's a Spanos curse. It exists. It's a real thing. <laughs> Chris, let's, let's, uh, let's go through our player props, and then we'll lock in our parlay and then shut down the show. So uh, player prop-wise, which I'm 34-23, by the way, on the season, which is a pretty good winning percentage, actually. That's very good. Uh, Daniel Jones, 35-and-a-half rushing yards against the Minnesota Vikings. I have the over on that. Yeah, I think I have to take the over in that. I think, you know, looking at this game in general, the only way the Giants can move the ball basically is Daniel Jones running the ball or Saquon Broccoli running the ball. So both those things involve somebody running. Like, these are definitely a team you can run against. Daniel Jones should be able to get at least 35 yards rushing. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Saquon Barkley because he's 75 and a half rushing yards, and I have the over on that too. That I'm not as brave about. I don't think he's going over 75 yards and about – well, almost two, went over seventy five yards last week. Oh, I'm sorry, Washington game to have last good game last week. Previous that had not gone healthy seventy five yards. Um, okay, but I think overall, I just not very excited for Saquon necessarily being involved. I think you know you're going to see Daniel Jones. You'll be able to see the Giants move a little ball a little bit, but I'm not necessarily I like Saquon overall having more than that yards total. But I don't necessarily like him running the ball that much. The offensive yeah, line needs to be banged up for the Giants. It's not as banged up this week. They're getting everybody back except for the guard, I believe. Uh, Pacheco, 65 and a half, or 68 and a half rushing yards. Excuse me. I do have the over against Seattle. 
He's been 80 or better, I think, five of the last six weeks. Yeah, I think the key thing is you said they're playing Seattle, so I definitely think that's a, a great opportunity to take advantage of. Let's stay in that game. DK Metcalf, 76 and a half receiving yards. I also have the over against Kansas City. Hopefully. He should. Um, but they, he should. They, turn DK Metcalf, they should turn DK Metcalf to the new like short position guy over the last couple of months for some reason. But low targets with the cold weather, I think he's going to have at least one big run. So I like I like that. Okay, so we're pretty much in agreement there. Now we can kick it back to our lock picks. What's our parlay bet of the week? I uh, usually go first. I am going to take Denver minus three. So I'm making you guys watch that game. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. I'm going to take Buffalo over Chicago. Minus eight for Buffalo. Okay. And Chaz, what's, what do you what's have? The Denver, what's the Denver line? Uh, it's, it moved to minus three. I did have it at minus two and a half. It's now minus three, but I'm still yeah, locking take, it at minus three. Yeah, it's minus called, three. It says, close your eyes and hold your nose, is the line says. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to take Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus three. That's a good one, too. I like that one as, as well. I like let's, those. Let's hit those Let's hit those guys. And that, like that, that means if, if, if everything goes well, the Denver game will be the last game. So Correct. I, it, it, it'll all be being paid to watch it. I don't have a problem. See, I don't have a problem with that. That to me is not a naughty list kind of thing. If you're making money on a game, I'll watch that game. I, you know, I was there watching soccer way before the World Cup, for heaven's sake. There's always a silver lining to everything. So that's going to do it for the show. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. I hope you guys win your second round of your playoffs so you can move on to your championship round. I hope you guys cash some tickets. I hope you guys... Spend a lot of good quality time with your families. Make sure you're following us on social media at Billy MDFF Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know, download your favorite podcast app. Chaz, what do you got going on? What do you got coming up? You know what? We're we're already in our sabbatical, and I'm just okay. uh, I'm I'm you know we're doing football, so we're we're sitting around. We got four teams, and we got to figure out which two we're making because we're doing two of them, and we'll be selling those. Uh, we'll we'll talk again, right? We talk next Friday. We talk next Friday, yes. Yeah, on. yeah. Next Friday, we we, we might even even uh, mention a couple points about the championship games, but the two games are on Saturday, so that's I'm I'm championship football this time of year. Fan, fantastic. So, Chaz, as you always like to say, always be cashing. We'll see you guys next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.